Episode 16. Ow! Episode 16. Hey! Episode 16. Laws drinking that lane. You know what I mean? Actually, he's drinking that Boathouse Farms. Boathouse? Shout out to Boathouse. You're right. I'm going to need them to sponsor this. It's 1136 at night, ladies and (laughs) gentlemen. It is late. It's like a real good night, Harlem. This is super late. But we're going to start with our favorite part of the show. Gotta get hype. Got a good night. We gotta get hype. Got a good night. Hyper good night. Avia set us off. So everyone, hyper good night is the segment where we run through a range of topics, and if we hype it, that means that we are for it. We are into it. We are all about it. All for it. If we good night it, that means that it could just go out the door. Got a good night. Right. So the first topic is about Jeannie Mai, who is one of the co-hosts of the talk show The Real. If any of you guys watch The Real, it has Tia Maori. I mean Tamara, sorry, they look alike. Um They do. <laughs> that is a fact. Adrian Bailon. And um God, what's the comedian's name? Doesn't matter. I forgot. Pointless. Anyways. Yeah. Jeannie Mai is one of the hosts, and she recently came out and said that she has decided to file a divorce um, from her husband of 10 years, Freddie, who they've been together for a good 13, but married for 10. And the reason is because he wants kids and she doesn't. Now, the backstory behind that is that she's always expressed that she's never wanted kids well before they even got together, and he's known this. But as time progressed, she realized that he was leaning towards the kids' decision and was hoping that she would lean that way as well. And when, I guess, arguments and things started happening, she realized that this was not going to work between them. And they they no longer gelled on that same level. So, hyper good night to her making the decision to let her man free and be off to do his thing with someone else and live the future that he wants to have. What do you say? I say um, I am hyped for her decision, actually. I think this is a good decision. I think at the point that you discussed in the beginning, hey, this is what I am. This is what I need. These are the things that I'm here for. And specifically to say that I don't want a child. I think at the point that he goes, well, I do want a child. You got to let him go explore that with somebody else. I think I have relatives that have went through similar things. And at first, I was kind of down upon said relative for not moving forward with his partner because of the same thing. But if that's something that becomes important to you, because going into the relationship, it could mean one thing and you might not care. Mm -hmm. But just to be honest, it did mean something to him 10 years into the relationship. Same, almost similar to what happened with them. I can't say that he's wrong for having those feelings. But I also can't discard her feelings. So at the point that she makes the decision to say that we shouldn't be together, I think it makes sense. So I'm hyped. I feel like she did the right thing. That's my two cents. I'm a, I'm hype as well. You know, I'm glad that she was a big enough person to realize that this was going to be a bigger issue down the line. And she made the executive decision to say, look, I love you, but I know what you want is not something that I'm willing to give. And I want to let you live your life the way that you want to. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have kids within a certain amount of time, you're just kind of on on the L train, <laughs> you know. That's, that's so real. so I think that I you know I I guess I wonder like how long did it take before she realized this is not going to be something that we're going to be on the same page about because even two years ago she was on the rail mentioning how they had this discussion a lot and it came up more than the usual. Um, I also want to say that, you know, had this been tables turned and it was a, a man divorcing his wife because she wanted kids and he re- he told her that he did not want that, that would be a whole different scenario. A woman having 10 years of her life with a man, possibly missing the window of time she could have kids, that would have been crazy. Freddie can go off and have kids with whoever he wants to at this point because of 
his gender, but if the tables were turned, that would have been a crazy ass situation. So for you, a part of this goes into not necessarily the sexism of it, but you think there's a double standard here. That's what um, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, naturally there is because of the way that our bodies are, you know? And it's not to say that I I, I would think that if a man were in the position that Jeannie were in, that he would come to the conclusion that she came to sooner. Just for that woman's sake. That's all I'm saying. Well, it, you would think based on compassion. I would hope that yes. he would not wait 10 years. Yes. That, that, That's yes. what I'm saying. Come to the conclusion sooner because we don't have all that time. Speak for yourself. I can get pregnant today. Like I, um, <laughs> all right. Next on our list Woo. of I gotta get hype and good night. Little B. And if for those of you who don't know who Little B is, he is a West Coast rapper who is, uh, I, to just be all honest, he's the off-putting West Coast rapper because he doesn't actually rap on the beat because people didn't respect him when he did. But once he start rapping well, like off Sof beat, the yeah, well, way worse actually. <laughs> once he start rapping off beat and doing his thing, he kind of just became a character of hip hop. So people kind of look at him as like a, a, a just a character in general. But Little B this past weekend was jumped at a concert series for making comments that were uh, less than fun or less than good about A Boogie's music. And A Boogie is a rapper from uh, the Bronx, New York. A Boogie with the hoodie. So specifically after getting jumped, because he got jumped by A Boogie's crew alongside PNB Rock. Who's another rapper from New York? Little B responded with something, and let's let's take a listen to this, his response here. Hey man, hey Boogie and his whole crew just jumped me in the back, man, and and beat me up in the back, man. That shit crazy, man. Hey, but I'm gonna tell y'all like this. It's all love. I don't promote violence. I'm never with the violence, so I love them, and it's all good. You feel me? It's all good. I said something about boogie music, and they all got mad and they jumped me about that. So it's all good. I'm still here. I got jumped by like 10 motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Be by myself. It's all love, though. Like I said, it's all love. And I got and I got love for everybody. So I just Okay. Okay. So you guys heard that. Basically. We would want to know from you, Avia. <laughs> Hype or good night to the way Little B responded to that. I would like to also add to the story that after that happened, Little B got on Twitter. And what he said is kind of like what spoke volumes to me. He basically said, it could have been more than 10 people who jumped me today. A Boogie and his crew. I forgive them. I mean... I mean that love y'all no violence and then he said I want you to take the situation that happened to me let me be your beacon of strength turn your back to the violence and forgive little B the beacon of strength I cannot imagine the beacon of strength he had in order to forgive them immediately like that that is that amazes me that amazes me um, I'm gonna say hype to the situation just on just on Lil B side. I'm clearly not a fan of what A Biggie A, A Boogie or what P and B Rock did. I, I want to tell you, you're going against most of what hip hop heads are saying about this though by hyping that because they were against Lil B's response to this. They were saying not only did he snitch, but he's pretty much a puss. Uh, his response. I'm telling you that in advance. But okay, but my thing is, if you have video of getting stomped on, then you don't have to say anything. The video is going to speak volumes itself, you know? So it's like, I mean, the video is the real snitch because we can actually see that it actually happened bad girl style, which is crazy to me. And and I, it, I'm a hype night this. But their whole point was he got on stage and said, he just got jumped. Mm-hmm. They were like, why would you go on stage and say that? Well, he was supposed to perform. Well, he had to explain why he wasn't performing. 
Yeah. What, what would you want him to say, honestly? Hey, guys, I can't perform. Like, he's not going to do a Kanye and just walk off. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> he's going to say, look, this is what happened. This is his life. This is his truth. I don't like when people say, oh, you snitched. No, I that's, just told, I told that's you. That's what this has turned into. Right. But it's only snitching when someone did something bad to you. Right? It's, yeah. it's, right. If someone gave you uh, some flowers and you told everybody, yo, A Boogie just gave me some flowers, it's not snitching, right? It's like, oh, you're hyping him up. No, he's not snitching. He's saying, look, this just happened to me. Can you imagine how discombobulated you have to be to get jumped by 10 guys? It was literally 10 guys kicking him in the head. So he's telling the audience, look, I can't perform right now. And I said some things. And it's not like he snitched and made it seem like, look, he's the bad guy. He literally told the audience what happened and said, I can't do this, but this is how I feel. And I shouldn't have said this. And he actually was very apologetic after getting jumped. I get mad if a girl bum rushes me the wrong (laughs) way in the club. I get ready to fight. So then then are you more aligned with the the hip hop heads who are calling him a, a pussy Mind you, I don't, I don't feel like that. But they're calling him a pussy for not retaliating. Um, no, I'm gonna call if I'm gonna call anybody a pussy, and I don't really use that word towards anybody. But if I'm going to do that, I'm gonna call a boogie a pussy. Because why would you have ten people jump one person that you have a problem with, and you have a problem with them because he doesn't like your whack ass songs? Like, really, it's called an opinion. Everybody has one. But you decide to get violent and get your goons on them, and now and now the, the victim is now the pussy. How does that work? That is so backwards minded. I can't. I can't even. Because so I, I'm gonna hype. I'm gonna hype little B for the way that he's responded because he did something that not a lot of people could do. But the reason why they're calling him a pussy is because they believe that in that instance you're supposed to clap back. And not mm-hmm. just walk away from this situation. But you're saying on the flip side, how is that how does that make him a pussy? Like and I I'm oh, I agree with you. Hey so Boogie's I, the first I, pussy though. If we're gonna talk about <laughs> if we're gonna talk about who's initiating being one, it would be a boogie. Because if you have a problem with one person, how are you gonna get ten people to fight him? What does that say about your fighting skills? Maybe you're the pussy. Put your hoodie on and walk away. D- don't fight. How about that? So I want I want to jump in on this. <laughs> yeah, please jump in. I am hyped for the way he responds to this on almost every level. Yes. And this is why. In my opinion, in 1995-96, had this happened this way, with the East Coast, West Coast things happening, Notorious B.I.G. would be alive. Tupac Shakur would yep. be alive. The media hyped everything up. This was an instance, in my opinion, where it could have escalated and gotten just as out of control as what happened then. So here's the reasons why I genuinely believe Little B went out of his way to do what he did. Not because he was a pussy, but because he's in his home area. Little B is actually in the Bay Area when this takes place, which is where he lives. If he does not de-escalate the situation there... This ignites something that's bigger than a boogie, that's bigger than PNB Rock, and that's even bigger than Little B. Because here we go again in a new version of the East Coast West Coast thing. Because in that moment, they are about to get stomped out. They are going to get retaliated in a way that they don't expect to be retaliated against. You're on his home turf, and I'm not saying that Little B is one of these people that. Uh, carries a large posse or anything of that nature because he's the guy that actually doesn't go out with security doesn't need any of those things but he also has a huge following he has tons of people back there in the bay area that respect him a lot so you're running into the wrong thing by messing with him like he could easily have done the no 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 take care of them and then what then we have another hip-hop story where somebody not only gets injured but could potentially lose their life over something so petty Lil B saved their life, pretty much. But, but I'm, 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 because he didn't. He he knows that he didn't have to do that, right? So for me, I'm trying to figure out what what's a boogie and his crew's idea. Like, what what was their motivation, knowing that you went to that person's hometown to to 
to stomp them out. And then what did you think was going to happen to you after that? Well, I bet you they didn't think this was going to happen. No. I bet you this was not even a consideration. No. And so when it happened, you see how he flipped the table? Because now they now they had a chat, right? Yes. Now A Boogie they, and Lil B had a chat. And they're actually cool now, right? Mm-hmm. They're the cordial. There's no, there's no heat or anything when they see each other the next time. So that situation got diffused off of one person. One person. That's a little B. It could, like you said, it could have translated into something bigger than this, where other rappers that are out decided to take sides in the worst way possible. And I'm just glad that Drake and Travis Scott took sides in the best way possible yeah. and reprimanded the I situation. I didn't expect that though. I didn't expect that at all. But that but that, that, that does is so the, much though. That is the new hip hop though. Like people are like, "Yo, why are we doing this to each other? Like, why? What is? What good is that?" That's basically what this comes down to. Like, people being like, there's enough room in this for all of us. And everybody has different opinions. Drake's the same person that told his fans not to go after Joe Budden. And they actually showed up to Joe Budden's house to do something to him. To just mess with him. And Drake's like, nah, why would y'all do that? Like, Drake's that dude. Yeah. Now, imagine if Drake would have just been like, nah, nah, nah. And he has the power to, to say anything that in his fans will follow. Those that, diehard fans will follow. Can you imagine, if, again, if this is the mid-90s. All of these things do not end well. I think it's about recognizing your power and using it for good. And I think that that's what Lil B did. And that's what Travis Scott did. And that's what Drake did. Um, this whole World Star thing that everyone's like, oh, you're a pissy. You didn't, you didn't fight back. World Star videos of the, the fights that we see online. We don't watch it because we think it's cool. We watch it because we're so... We can't believe what we're watching. Facts. You know, it's not cool. So, I don't I don't understand why anybody would be mad at Lil B. At all. Alright. Next up on the gotta get hype and gotta good night. Um, we have Gab. <laughs> oh, God. Gabby. Oh, man. Um, Gabriel Union. Miss Union. Hold on. If you're nasty. <laughs> Gabriel Union was on the Sway in the Morning show just having a genuine conversation about her new book that just came out and the conversation more wine the, the conversation kind of shifted to talking about uh, being a reciprocal partner when it comes down to sex not just allowing for one person on one side to enjoy sex for what it is and, but the conversation then heightened immediately when asked specifically, but what about if your man decided to eat your ass? Would you be willing to? And she's like, oh, tons of men are interested in that. They say they're not, but they, they like that. Basically inferring that, yeah, I mean, I'd do that. And men always act like they don't like it, but they do. So let's let's cl- clarify. Men like getting it done to them because so, you mentioned them eating her. Right. So yes. So Avia. Uh uh-uh. uh. Lawrence. Avia. Yeah, I said Lawrence. Avia. <laughs> you go. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't. Hyper good night to basically uh, Gabrielle Ewan admitting <laughs> to eating Dwayne Wade's ass. Good night. I don't want to hear that. What the. F- what? Gabby, girl. <laughs> listen. Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. I don't know what... I just don't know what her motivation is. This is a don't. This is a hell, nah, never, don't, ever. Don't. Right. I just don't know... It, listen, I think it's cool to be open and honest with your fans about different things. You want your fans to relate to you. But I don't understand what good can come out of sharing what you do in your personal relationship in that way. Like, what are you trying to achieve here? Can you keep anything to yourselves when it comes to your relationship? And so I heard that there was like a lot of backlash and people were making funny memes about her and everything like that. And then she gets on Twitter to defend herself and she makes it seem like anyone who is making fun of her needs to grow up and all this other stuff. Don't be mad at us because you decide to share a very 
a personal part of your life that we don't need to know anyway. And then you want to make it seem like there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, but then but then when someone has a break baby on you, you don't want to talk about that, right? And I'm sorry. That was a, that was probably a, a low. That was probably a wow. low low. All but right. what I'm saying is you want to be honest and I, open about I, certain parts of your life, but then when people are like, "Whoa, why are you talking about it?" It's like I, I just don't you're picking and choosing what what you're going to be relatable about. You know what I'm saying? I instead of in on this. In, instead of being relatable be in, in a way where a man has cheated on you or a man has done other things, do you want to say I lick my man's <coughs> hole <laughs> and I be eating the booty like groceries and all kinds of stuff and all I could think about is man, I would hate to be Dwayne Wade's sons right now. Because they're old enough for their friends to be on the internet and to see this clip of her talking about the things that she does. And they're like, that's your stepmom? She, is she talking about your dad? Can you imagine how embarrassing that is? Like, you don't even think about that, right? You want to be this open, honest girl that everyone can relate to because maybe in the past no one could relate to you because... You put yourself on such a pedestal and now you want to be real. But you got to think about the kids, girl. Like, what is wrong with you? Good night. I am hyping this, actually. I am hyping the fact that she is a grown woman who's able to communicate and, and not only communicate it, but live in her truth. I told you, I am all about people living in their truth. Yeah. She's being honest. And if that's what she's into doing, like, why are we mad at that? Like... I am happy for anybody that can not only admit that that is something that they would do, but admit that they want to enjoy the things that their partner is into just as much as they want to be able to give to their partner. Like, I don't see any of this being an issue. The fact that people were going in on her was shocking to me, actually. The same way you're because going the visual, in, it was shocking. The visual... It's the visual. It's like what's what's wrong with her just living in her truth of saying, I want to do this and please that other person. I I also want to be pleased. The the topic of her saying that people need to reciprocate when it comes to sex. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. But when it gets to the details, I'm like. I don't really care to know that about y'all. I don't really like. I don't really like. I don't really like. Kodak Black. I don't really like. You booty like groceries, but I don't really like. I don't really like. I don't really like stale groceries. I will. I don't really like dirty groceries. God. You got to make sure it is clean. Right? Your man just came back from playing in the freaking... Semifinals or whatever, <laughs> and he's like a shower. You're like, oh, let me reciprocate what you did to me last night, girl. Mm. Uh, I don't really like. All right, <laughs> those are high. Damn. Or good night. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Next up, <laughs> next up on the docket is Black Car Revolt. And for those of you who don't know what this is, this is the segment that we introduced a couple of weeks ago where we expose things about ourselves that might get our black card revoked. Today is my turn. And for my black card revoked, I'd just like to talk about food really quickly. <laughs> I would. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a few things that I don't eat and people who know me personally know that I don't eat a lot of things. But this one is specific to a lot of black people that I know. And this may be near and dear to your heart if you are a black person in America. And this is no disrespect to any of you. But I do like some of the food at Popeye's. I grew up with Popeye's. However, the biscuits at Popeye's are trash. Don't even! are trash. Get out your Caucasian (laughs) home. Get out your Caucasian home. I'm going to kick you out your own house right now. Can we just be honest? I'm going to fight you so bad. (laughs) You little B. I'm I'm about to jump you in your hallway right now. No, we ain't got to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Can I be clear about this, though? Can I be clear about this? 
their biscuits are so dry you have to drink almost what? a 16 ounce thing of water it's nothing like a red lobster biscuit oh these gosh. biscuits from these biscuits from popeyes are just straight trash they are the worst and i don't know why so many people eat them it makes no sense none of it I don't care what you do to it. You could put honey on it. It's still got your dry mouth. You get cotton mouth eating this stuff. It is nasty. Period. There is no winning in this. It's nasty. You're right. There is no winning because you lost on that one. You are lost. You you are wild if you don't think they give you dry mouth. Yes or no, do they give you dry mouth? I don't know. I'm too busy enjoying my biscuit. <laughs> like you should be. Avia. Lawrence, they give you, you dry mouth. I wish you could see how upset I am. What, like, guys, there's things that we hash out prior to uh recording this. We don't hash everything out. It's not like I know what Law's about to say when we're talking about certain topics. He really, I'm like blindsided by this one. Like, I, this is wow, wow, it, but in fairness. It is disgusting. Okay, so let me ask you this. Now, I don't even want to really talk to you right now, but because we have a podcast to record, it's like, I wish we had this at the end so we could just end it, because I'm like a little, I'm really irked. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Um, let me ask you this. Okay. You want to so, talk about these disgusting biscuits? Okay. No, yeah, I'm just going to ask you a question. Like, about okay, these so, disgusting biscuits. Okay. Okay. Listen. In the ranking, clearly you're going to put Popeye's last, but what do you think about Oof. the KFC biscuit? Because usually it's not between... People like to add lo- a red lobster into it. Okay. Red lobster has You can't has add the red lobster into it. It has an extra has ingredient. The biscuits. That's like comparing a red freaking has the quesadilla biscuit. and a taco. It's not... One has extra ingredients. You can't compare a quesadilla and a soft <coughs> taco. You can't. Red Lobster has the best biscuits. Okay. I don't so think after any, that many people are going to argue. Is, I don't care. But after that. I do. Okay. Can I finish my question? Okay. After that, is it Kentucky Fried Chicken or is it Popeye's? Or are KFC and Popeye's equally nasty to you after that? Like they tie for last. Yeah. They're what about Bojangles? Bad. Have you had Bojangles? I've, I've only ever had Bojangles once in my life. Biscuits? And, and I'm, I don't remember eating a biscuit. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Please don't tell me they taste like the... Oh, if they taste like Popeyes, just stop it. I'm going to tell you this. And the only time I've had Bojangles is in the airport. And I don't know if that changes things. But I'm going to say this. I gave Bojangles two opportunities to get it right. And everyone from the South would be like, Bojangle, Bojangle, Bojangle biscuits. I'm like, all right, let me just see what the hype is about. No pun intended to the hyper good night. But I had Bojangle biscuits twice. And they literally taste like a stuffed, like a sponge rock. <laughs> like a stuffed animal rock, like a loofah. Like, <laughs> like they were. I the last time y'all ate a loofah. I never had one, but I think this but, is what it tastes like. Okay. Bojangles is horrid. That that's fair. And well, I, I I would I would that, want you to try a Bojangles before you completely that, put Popeyes in the grave. That's fair. But Popeyes is essentially a baked sponge. That's what that is. You, you are eating a baked sponge Occasion with butter taste and syrup. I think we should or honey. I think we should it's call disgusting. this segment Caucasian taste buds. In reference to you, <laughs> and get out of your own Caucasian home. Goodbye. Um, I'm really mad. The last thing I want to say about this is, I genuinely feel bad for Avia because I what? know she dabbles in those occasionally. Dabbles in what? D- these nasty, nasty Popeyes biscuits. They I don't are dabble as part of my lifestyle. Disgusting. What are you talking about? They are. Don't feel disgusting. bad for me because I'm enjoying my biscuit. I'm gonna get a six pack right now. Uh, no, she wouldn't. You know why she wouldn't? Because she'd choke on that and die. No l- she would choke on that and die. Because no, it, ha- it, it, it leaves you too dry mouth. Have I died yet? It leaves you too dry mouth. Am I dead? When's the last time you had six in a row? Six in a row? Yeah. I mean, I gotta have some chicken in between that. Like. Yeah, do you know why? Because it's disgusting. No, it's because I can't eat all that, all those carbs. Like, what, what am I, my 600 pound life? Like, <laughs> like come on now. <laughs> I really, I really look at, just like you looked at me differently for Nuck If You Buck, this is 
the knuck of your buck for 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 you. Like I fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll I'll live with that. All right, I'm gonna learn these words, and you still gonna be hating these biscuits. I'm gonna still be blacker than you. Let's get to the main topic. This <laughs> okay. past weekend, speaking of blacker than you, <laughs> yeah. This this past weekend was the HBCU homecoming weekend for a lot of the big major HBCUs, from Clark to Morehouse to the real HU, aka Hampton U. A- aka, I'm gonna kick you out your Caucasian home again. <laughs> Because Hampton I, is an institute. Ask anybody. I meant, I meant Howard I, University. Thank you. Thank you. What is it? A bison? Put some respect a, in our name. Was it a bison? Is yes, it a bison? Yes, it is a bison. Okay. Just making Do you know what sure. a bison is? Just making sure. Okay. I don't know. I feel like Cam Newton's little brother goes to the school. You feel right. I feel. Maybe he Kaylin. does. Maybe he does. <laughs> don't act like you don't know football now. Maybe How he convenient. does. You know everything about football, but all of a sudden, I think I have an inkling. I, maybe. And maybe. for some reason, people keep saying Nick Cannon's there, but there's no proof. There's no proof that he ever went Nick, to school. I didn't see Nick Cannon there. There's no proof. Nick so, Cannon took a class. That means Nick Cannon didn't go to school there. Okay, very Basically. good. Now, I know you went back from homecoming this past weekend. Yes, sir. Because as of right now, in Shut this up. moment, she is wearing... <laughs> She is wearing, and I'm not making this up, y'all. I'm a she has on the little wristbands that you get when you walk into the door, and they give you a pass to get into a nightclub. She is wearing the right. It is Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. It is Tuesday, and she all came right. back on Sunday. I came in. First of all, I came back yesterday. Let's get the facts straight. <laughs> I okay. So okay, my fault. my fault. I could just cut these off tonight. Can I just explain <laughs> to y'all when it comes to like club bracelets, you know, for your entry and re-entry? I always have. It, it's not like a purposeful thing. Like I don't set out to do this, but I always forget to cut them off or tear them off my wrist. So sometimes it'll be like a day or two later, and I'll still have them on. I. I asked her a specific question before we started the show. I said, "Did you take a shower?" And I told him I took a shower every day, and these are <laughs> these are like water repellent. These are like the shiny, like like the high quality ones, like the well, plastic let me, ones. Let me explain to y'all. Not, I had I do have a paper one. One, one of them is a paper one. It's a little flicked because of my shower. Is, all right, so that's one that's like poking out. You know what's really sad is that okay. I, all right, listen. <laughs> It's polka dots because a lot of people can get the free wristbands in any color and act like they were at a place that they weren't actually at. And the polka dot is to set it apart. Like, I bet you don't have a polka dot one to fake the funk, you know? Can I just make it clear to y'all that I have three wristbands on? Right now. I'm going to cut them off. (laughs) They feel like medical bracelets. When did you get them? Did you uh, get them on on Monday or okay. did you get them on I, This Sunday? is embarrassing. I don't need to tell y'all what, what day I got each one. I don't. I really like. I don't really like put myself out there like that. <laughs> all right, fine. All right, this is between me and y'all. Okay, like don't tell other people. Oh god. So I have a I have an old Howard Gala uh, bracelet. It's gold. It's like. It's like the 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 Maserati of club bracelets, right? Okay. It's sparkly, iridescent. Look at it shining. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you you about to say something? I already know. <laughs> I got this one on Friday night. <laughs> Shut up. That was the first one I got. <laughs> I have my I had my gala Friday night. It is it Tuesday. Was, all right. Okay, I'm not gonna leave it on for a week. Actually, it is Wednesday morning. All right, let's, no, it's not Wednesday till I go to sleep Wednesday. and wake up. Okay, it's twelve ten now, and now it's now it's Wednesday officially. Well, I didn't get it until Friday night, so it was still whatever. So I got this one Friday night. This one, I got a red. I got a red one. I'm trying to remember where I got it from. Wait, I'm trying to backtrack my weekend where I Okay, I got the red one on Saturday because it was the tailgate and this was it had like two different stubs where you can get like drinks and food and everything like that. I paid for this. Are you taking a picture of me? Why? 
Anyways. <laughs> This post this will, this will be up in our Instagram. Oh no, it won't. I will take it down. <laughs> we both have access to our account. He forgets. He was gonna change the password on me. I'll change the password on you. <laughs> then we have the polka dot one. That's the cheap little plastic one that looks flicted because I have been ch- taking showers. Okay. And I got this one on Sunday. Oh. I think. Yeah, Sunday for the brunch. I'm done. So I have one for like Every day that I was there, like partying, but I didn't go to three parties. I went to more than three. I just don't have wristbands for all of them. I'm done. Yeah, I, I just I won't cut to, them off tonight. I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, all right, so, memories. Yeah, I just can't let go. Whew. Obviously not. This one's this one's nice though. Pun intended. All right, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I know uh, you going to an HBCU. You've already experienced everything that can possibly happen at HBCUs. I think so. Like, at the point that you've come back multiple times over, too, I feel like that does mean something. Like, your experiences change over time versus what they were in the beginning. So, I would love to know, especially somebody like me that went to PWI, I would love to understand for you, that HBCU experience, how was homecoming it just in your opinion, the difference between homecoming then mm-hmm. when you were an actual student and you were on campus on undergrad versus now as an alumni. Like what's the difference for you now? Um, I can say that there's there's slight differences. Well as an undergrad or as a person in undergrad, homecoming was fresh. It was it was the time to stunt. It was the time to get your outfits it's ready. A, it's got to still be that, though. I mean, come I, on. I'll explain. I'll explain. You're not about to show up and not look the part. You, yeah, you're going to look fly. But the, so, so when you're an undergrad, when it comes to stunning, let's just go by topic. When it comes to stunning, you want to get your outfits ready. You want to stand out. You want to. Back in the day, it was all about labels. It was really diehard labels around early 2000s. Like, it was like, what are you wearing? But, but okay, you want to get, you want to stun out. I feel like that would still be the same. That was still okay, but it's not the same way. So, as as a college student, wanting to stun and actually stunning are two different things. Oh well, yeah. I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. Yeah. So you had to make do with how you made do. You know. And that was just me. There's some well-off people who could go to the store down the street and buy new outfits for every single thing, you know? Um, and you wanted to do everything. You wanted to do the step show. You wanted to do the fashion show. You wanted to do the concert. Like, Howard, within itself, has a whole week of events th- throughout the week that they have. And, I mean, most people come in and fl- fly in for, like, the Yard Fest, which is Friday day and that's during yes, the day. I've been there. Yeah. So as a as a broke college student, you want to do the most but you can't. Well, you okay, but you you were you were being specific about what you were wearing. Right. And I can understand if you don't have money, you can't buy the most expensive thing. But you're gonna so make So what do. did you do? During school, then are you, are you saying you just didn't wear anything? No, that I would, looked? I would, I would, I would put, I would put my stuff together in the way that I, I deemed fit. Like I was like, well, I don't, I can't buy this new outfit, but I'm gonna put my outfit together from what I already have, so that I feel the most confident within myself. And I think that's what anyone would do that doesn't have those type of means. Now, as an adult, ten years later. I would hope that you would have more means than you did freshman sophomore year, um, and I. Yeah. The the difference in the stunning is this: when I was on campus this weekend for Yard Fest, I feel like I could tell who was currently a student. It was easy. It's not just by the young face. I literally walked on campus and felt like my Instagram Explore page became real life. Got it. It looked like every girl on campus possibly sold Slim Fit Tea. Possibly. <laughs> they possibly had some bundles from whatever company Shave Room, you know, represents or whatever You're, from we, time to time. We both know Shave Room keep adding these ads into every single feed. I don't know how many of those girls were wearing Fashion Nova. 
And that's no diss to Fashion Nova because Fashion Nova be coming through in the clutch, some, clutch sometimes. Avia don't own no Fashion Nova. I do. These jeans that I'm wearing are Fashion Nova. So. I'm not lying. So, so what I saw was stunting to a whole different level. And I could tell who was a student because they were doing the most. Now, me and my peers, I have to also add in that this is not only Howard's 150th anniversary, and it was not only homecoming weekend, but it was my 10-year reunion weekend um, from, from the year that I graduated. So a lot of my peers were coming in from where they lived just so we could all celebrate our events together. Okay. And the way that we approached Yard Fest, it's, it's not like, oh, I don't care, but it was more like, we can look good just doing minimal. Avia, what were you wearing during Yard Fest? Yard Fest, I was wearing a Sade t-shirt with her face on it. Okay. And I wore this. Okay, doesn't sound crazy yet. Yeah, buffalo plaid, white and black plaid shirt, long shirt that I tied and made it to a skirt. Okay, so that's some obvious shit to do. All okay. right, that's all right. And then I wore my Fenty Pumas. That's it. You haven't seen them. I have not. They're like, I know what they look like. They're though. like the creepers, that, but they're all these. They these like. ones are patent leather, and they're like nude color. What would you have? What would you have worn had you been a freshman? I may have attempted to wear heels. Like when I say going all out, that's what it is. You're standing in grass, B. Like, why are you wearing heels? You're just gonna be toppling over. Your heels gonna be sticking into the the mud. <laughs> This is gonna be like right. a polo match or something like, like you're gonna be look, you're just gonna be looking crazy. You're gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna be within a crowd. You're gonna be standing up the whole time. So these are like, these are like things that you think about when you're older. Like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not about to do all that right now. There's another time this weekend where I can do that, and I'm not gonna choose to do it here. I want to be as comfortable as possible. A lot of people from my class were wearing Howard gear, alumni gear, that sort of thing. Like it was cute casual for us you just brought up a lot of people so i would love to understand when it comes down to the opposite sexes how did they treat you then and by then i mean when you were at school versus how some of them would have treated you now as alumni is there is there any difference or is it all the same or you guys more just friendlier now like because you guys have known each other for 10 years like what's the story um I, I think the difference is is it's wow it's a it's a vast difference. I mean, you're in as an undergrad, you're in school with a lot of these guys. You're in classes, you see them often. They're in your dorms, and it's whatever. It's not like it's not like anything different. It's just kind of like we're all celebrating together. We're all going to events together. That's what it is. I think that once you graduate and you leave school, and guys start to thinking. They start to realizing, they start to realize that maybe they should not have let you leave Howard single. (laughs) That's what you think it is. Yeah. I think that a lot of people realize the value in others when they're given time to realize it. And it's well, well after the fact. I'm not saying that they don't feel this way about you, but have you thought about it from the other perspective where the guy more or less has either alcohol in his system or felt like this is going to be the time when I can shoot my shot at these old flames because we're all in town at the same time. Oh, yeah, most and definitely. who knows? So long as I'm playing a number game, who knows who's going to be willing to give it up? Oh, you hit the nail on the head. When you're, when you're coming in from out of town and you get a chance to see that girl that you've been following on Instagram that you know from that one class that you had... And you guys were cool in school, but now it's like, look, when were we ever going to get this opportunity to be in the same place at the same time, partying it up in each other's face? I'm going to shoot my shot. I do believe that is the thought process that happens. So, perfect. Glad you agree with that. Because if that's the case, in my opinion, and this is not me throwing shade or anything Uh like that, you can't tell me on the flip side, women aren't feeling the same way a lot of times. Cause it's no, like you're right. It's like okay, if we're, I'm single, you single, we just out here, and, and who knows what's gonna take place? Cause it's homecoming weekend, and maybe I'm trying to get shit off. Maybe you trying to get shit off. Right. I can tell you of a situation of 
and I'm going to be real personal with y'all right now. I can tell you of a situation of a guy that I know. And we went to Howard together, class of 07, or uh, 2007. Um, and during the days that we were at Howard, we were cool, but we were associates. It was not It was more like a high and by, small talk here and there. But he had a relationship all four years, and I had two relationships all four years, not at the same time. Um, excuse me. So there was never that opportunity of us even trying to shoot a shot at each other or the thought. Ever since we graduated, I would say about a couple years after we graduated, we reconnected. And um, every time I would come down to D.C., we would end up hanging out and everything like that. Whether I came for something else, I would always end up seeing him to some capacity. And I ended up liking this person. Okay, continue. Because I, I have questions now. Continue. Yeah, I ended up liking this person because we didn't have the opportunity to really get to know each other in college. We had more of that opportunity outside of college. We were both single at this point. Or maybe you just didn't want to get to know him. No, I had a relationship, so I wasn't even checking for him. You know what I'm saying? No, but even to have him as a friend, you probably just still didn't see him even as that. You're just like, whatever, hi and bye, he's that dude. Well, we didn't have enough rapport to be like friends' friends, you know? It was like we knew a lot of the same people. Why are you rolling your eyes? Friends' friends. Meaning like actual friends, like platonic friends. Okay. So we just did not have that rapport, but we knew a lot of the same people, and that's how we knew of each other in that way. Um... But so fast forward to after college, few, few years after college, you know, I'm living in New York. He's in D.C. And I realized how much I like him. And, you know, I say to him at some point one time when I was in D.C., like I actually admitted how much I liked him. And I want to see where things could go. All right. His excuse was, I don't really want to do the long distance thing. You're so far away. But if you were in D.C., I would entertain it. That's what he said. For me, that told me a lot because who wants to do a long-distance relationship? Nobody. So if I'm telling you I'm willing to do this, I'm already traveling to D.C. often anyway, and you shoot me down because you think I live so far away, that already tells me that you're not into me as much as I am you. And that tells me I need to move on. Or he just happened to prioritize that, prioritize and... When it comes down to you and him, he just doesn't believe that going that far and doing that back and forth is going to be conducive to make sure that he finds the right partner long term. Mm. But I would I would think that if if you're considering someone, you would think about these these things before you say, "I'm not. This is not going to work. You're too far." So at that point in time. I, you know, I went back to New York and I, I took what he said to heart and I did what I had to do to mentally uh, detach from him. So, okay, this, this is a personal question. You don't have to answer it as you okay. already know. Why would you take that personally? No, I'm not saying I took it. I, I took it to heart, meaning like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and wait in the wings for you. I'm going to, I'm going to take exactly what you're saying as at face value and I'm just going to not deal with you on that capacity. I'm not going to wait for you to change your mind. You said you don't want to do long distance relationships. I don't know if I'm ever going to move to D.C. I know you're not going to move to New York. So that tells me I need to move forward. So I'm, I can be logical when it comes to that. I don't want to harp on a situation that someone is telling me is not going to happen. So time passes. I move on from him. I'm dealing with other people. Um... And he tells me, he basically tells me in different conversations that the, the, one of the main reasons why he didn't see that we could be together at that time was because he was not in the place in his life that he wanted to be to give me what he felt like I deserved. Is that not fair? That's very fair. Okay. And I could see exact, exactly what he was saying by that because I knew what was going on in his life. And I could apply that and say, I can see exactly what you're saying. So time passes. I'm talking, when I say time, I mean years. Time passes. And then he decides he wants to try a relationship with me. All of a sudden, okay. the distance is so, not so, so bad. Wait, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Years have passed, and that means his life has been, he's been able to not only look back on his life, but 
review different aspects of the things that had happened mm-hmm. and took place and maybe now he really is ready in this moment and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that and at all all that he's doing is letting you know hey i'm here for you right now if you're single and i'm single like right. why not let's try right and so I, what's so i was not for that and the reason why i was not for that was because i had moved on Oh, great. I moved oh, great. on. Okay, so wait a second. <laughs> so if, if I somebody, can't... Wait a second. If somebody potentially is coming to your life and you felt like it was right in that moment, mm-hmm. and then they have something come over them that makes them feel like this isn't what I want in this moment, like, mm-hmm. are they wrong? No, they're not wrong at all. It's just that the timing wasn't in our favor. It, the timing is in your favor now because... Oh, now it's in my favor because well, I, I, now I, I, he's ready for but me. But let me say this. You are single, correct? Yeah. He is single, correct? Correct. He's putting himself out there to you to let you know what the deal is, but you still don't want it, even though it's in front of you. The problem is people think being single is enough to try something. Oh, well, we're both single, so why be, not? Being single doesn't have to be enough to try something, but being single can be enough to get the ball rolling. I can tell you this much. I can tell you this much. In the time, from, from the time that I first started liking him to now, it's been five years. Okay. Do you know how much I've changed as a person? And in you don't five know years? how much he's changed. I do because we've kept in touch. And so, because of that, it's like I have gone through so many experiences with other men that were not you that tell me. You're actually not what I thought I wanted. What is the difference between him in the past versus mm-hmm. him now? There may not be a difference between him in the past and oh, him now. So but, there's... but you know what's different? Me. So if so if I'm different, don't even. <laughs> don't even. Don't I'm even. So mad. No, you have to was, understand. That was your go-to. When I when I first started liking him, I had just got out of a relationship that I wasn't completely over. I was not all the way just there. Like, I, I I needed to be alone. I really did not need to jump into anything else. But because he was the first person I liked after my last relationship, I was in a certain mind state. Where I was then and where I am now, I'm two different people. So okay. maybe he hasn't changed. And that doesn't maybe mean he wouldn't be willing to put in the work to get you back. I get that. But one thing about me is, like, once I detach from you emotionally, it is hard for me to go back and I said this to you before why would I heat up some four day old mac and cheese leftovers when I can have a fresh pizza and when I say that I mean I'm all about entertaining new people in my life I don't need to go back to you just because we're single and just because you're ready for me okay here's the last point I wanted to make yeah and I know we were supposed to just be talking HBCUs, but clearly this boiled up into something <laughs> more. Um, even if you f- feel a, a form of resentment, because that's what I'm hearing out of you. It's not resentment. Let me finish. Okay. I feel like it is a form of resentment because you're like, no, you did this to me before. Not saying that you're going to do it again, but I'm not putting myself in the predicament where any of this can take place. That's not what it is. That's not what it is, Law. Go ahead. So the point that I'm going to make here, though, is when when we're ready for a relationship, that doesn't necessarily always equate for that other person to be ready for. I totally agree with you. And at a certain point, when that person is ready, if they still see you in their life, I welcome them to say to you, hey, I want to try this. And I wasn't right when we tried before. And I commend that. I commend that person knowing that and being able to admit that. But if I look at you while you're saying that and I see that your life is still kind of in shambles, but you just kind of realize that you want to be with me all of a sudden, I don't feel like I should be reprimanded for not giving you a chance because I have moved on. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not punishing him for doing. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. That's wait, wait. That's how you're taking it. I don't understand why it... Wait, can I finish? I don't understand why it's okay 
for him to say, okay, I don't do long distance relationships. Well, actually, the reason was this. And then I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can have your reason. That's fine. We're still going to communicate, blah, blah, blah. But once I tell you, I'm not really about you like that right now because of the space that I'm in, I don't understand why I am being punished for that. You're, it's almost like you're taking his side as if I am required to give him a chance because he's ready. I don't feel like it. You are not the person for me. I have experienced enough in these five years to show me that there's something more out there for me that is not you. Okay, and you're going to be good for someone, my, but just but not me. My last question to you then is, what if you were missing out on the person that you could spend the rest of your life with? You can't fake chemistry. You're right. And the chemistry for me is just not there. Right. And, 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 and that's the thing. I'm not going to be that person that's going to block my blessings out of spite. Like, I'm not going to be like, nah, I'm not going to deal with you because X, Y, Z happened five years ago. Like, I'm so past it. I'm not even thinking about that. He's the one who's actually holding on to that. And the only reason I brought him up is because at homecoming, we had a conversation and I told him how I felt. And this was me telling him how I felt after multiple times of me telling him how I felt. And he still won't let that go oh you mean because he's just genuinely interested in you i'm sorry woe is me no i'm so- not. sorry for liking avia no i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying that that's wrong all i'm saying is that i don't understand why if someone has moved on then they can just take that what i required of a man five years ago is different than what i require now all right and I, he has not I changed just... and i have so simple as that you don't know you you just blanketed him to just flat out say he hasn't changed it how are you gonna say you we talk his life is nowhere near together all right i'm sorry this 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 episode got hijacked by the story but (laughs) i love this because i feel like this is deeper than we normally go on these subjects so let's end the show on a proper note as you guys know at the end of every show we go into our do's and don'ts and this week uh, I will start off with the don't and that tone, ladies. I speak to you guys every two weeks about the small things that can and can't happen on dates, and this week is no different. If you're going to invite a man to your place for the first time, and you may or may not be able to throw something on a skillet. Oh, or throw something gosh. in a wok. Or throw something in a, in a wok. If you are cooking for this man, ladies, do us all a favor. Do not cook something for him that it's your first time making. There is no experimental meals with men you are on dates with, especially in the beginning. No experimental meals. Not one. No, don't do it. No blue apron? None of that. Damn. None of they that. They have the instructions. Find your meal and you serve the thing that you know you're good at. You do not want him going home with the dry mouth face that people make when they eat Popeye's biscuits. You don't want him doing that. You do not want him doing that. And that, ladies, is my don't of the week. Caveat. Caviar. Caviar. Don't serve that. What if the meal that a girl has includes a meat and meat is like part of the the main part of the meal and she ends up meeting a guy who's like vegan what is she supposed to do i think you have to ask all those questions prior to him so then she has to figure out a meal that's vegan like in a short amount of time and whip that up yeah girls just don't even invite him over he he can invite you over and you can just have whatever he's making on the walk that's right I gotta find your dietary needs. All right. That's a good one. So, time for the do's. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to sing too. Um, (coughs) This may tie into something I mentioned earlier about my little situation. Guys, if you have girls that are friends, like real friends of yours, cherish those friendships. I mean, cherish them as, as, as like, don't taint them. 
don't do anything that could possibly wreck the friendship. And I think that what happens is, guys, you get to this point where you vibe so well with this person that you want to see what else she can give you that you can vibe with. And you make a certain move, and she may not be looking at you like that because you are in the friend box, and you have been for eight years. And she's like, what is going on? I thought we were friends. And it just kind of throws the relationship off. I've been in a situation like that, and I can honestly say that me and this guy's friendship is not the same. And I think you just need to be a little bit more careful about gauging when it's the right time to move on with a friend in that way and when you should just keep that girl in the friend box like you are in and cherish that. Well, that. Is our episode for today. Went by so fast. The music is yeah. playing. I you guys know where to find us. Zen, zen. <laughs> find real. us on iTunes. Find us on SoundCloud. Find us on Google Android and Play. Google, <laughs> Google Play App Store at Goodnight Harlem. And of course, as always, good night. Adios, amigos.